Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Well, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. And I'm sorry to tell you that in this podcast, I have some bad news. If you've been listening to me for very long, you know I care very much about Middle East affairs. I care specifically about Iraq and the Kurds of Iraq. And the fact is that recent trends are not good for the cause of democracy in Iraq. It's a sad story. And quite frankly, uh, our leaders in Washington, D.C. and the United States are asleep as, at the switch, as are many world leaders, especially in the West. Uh, As you may know, on May the 12th of this year, 2018, there were elections in Iraq, and the main winner was a Shiite party, a Shiite political party. Now, if you don't know what Shiites are, uh, Islam is essentially broken up between two main subgroups. Uh, Christians in the West would think of them as denominations, but they're more than that. Uh, Shiite and Sunni. There are other um, groups and other factions within Islam, but those are the two main main ones. Uh, By far the largest are the Sunni. Uh, They're about 80-90% of Muslims worldwide. But Shiite also are powerful, especially in some countries. And the country in which they have the greatest power, perhaps, is in Iran. So Iran is committed to exporting its uniquely Shiite version of Islam. And one of the places that it has gained a foothold, believe it or not, is in the government of Iraq. Baghdad is led by a largely Shiite uh, prime minister, uh, other Shiite parliamentarians. And in the May 12th elections of this year, a Shiite party really was the main victor. So uh, this this is going to tremendously complicate the situation in the Middle East. And there were some indications that the, the leaders of that Shiite party were going to head towards democracy and uh, that they might actually provide a hedge against Iran and some of its intentions in Baghdad. But just this past week, the government in Baghdad announced that anyone caught not fasting during Ramadan. Now, if you don't know anything about Ramadan, Ramadan basically is the 30-day period during which Muslims fast during daylight hours. So since it's during daylight hours, it's pretty easy to know whether somebody's fasting or not. I mean, uh, if they're in a restaurant, if they're eating, if they're chewing on the streets, you know, etc., uh, then of course they're not fasting, they're not observing Ramadan. Well, in a country which is supposed to be a democracy, you expect that some people won't observe Ramadan. Uh, you expect that they're either Christians or they're Jews or they are some other religion that doesn't uh, doesn't observe Ramadan and you're not too upset about it. Nobody would be upset about, you know, me for example not observing Ramadan here in the United States. But the government in Baghdad has just decreed that it will turn anyone caught violating Ramadan over to the judiciary. In other words, you'll be arrested and you'll be hauled before the courts. This is coming out of the government in Baghdad. Now, what's tragic about this is that Americans and other nationalities, other other nations, fought and died in Iraq to give birth to a democracy. They fought against Saddam Hussein and his troops. They, They captured Saddam, obviously, as all of you listening to this know. Um, They dismissed the Republican Guard. They worked hard, sacrificed lives to give birth to a democracy. I actually helped consult a little bit on the Iraqi constitution, and I can tell you that that was the intent. 
that. However, Islamists, quite frankly, came in. Now, Islamists are not Muslims. I'm not being anti-Muslim, and my Muslim friends know that. Uh, Islamists are extreme Muslims, extreme Sharia-oriented, uh, very harsh, dominant kinds of Muslims uh, that we see causing trouble around the world. They, that, that is not a code word for Muslims. I'm not being bigoted. Uh, and so extremists began to influence the government, began to influence the Constitution, and uh, you do not have a democracy uh, in Iraq as a whole, although that's what most of the people wanted. That's what they voted for. When you saw pictures of Iraqi citizens holding up their ink-stained finger where they had voted, uh, this was a vote for democracy. People were excited about it. I danced with, uh, with Kurdish friends who were celebrating the birth of democracy in Iraq. But increasingly, despite the sacrifices of our young men and women, despite the costs, despite the money, despite the time that we've put in, in Iraq, uh, a extremists, uh, Islamists have dominated, Shiites have dominated, um, and they are a pawns uh, from Iran. And as a result now, you literally have a decree coming out of Baghdad, as I've already said, uh, which maintains a religious law as universal. In other words, everyone in that country, and there are lots of Jews, there are lots of Christians, um, there are lots of Yazidis, there are lots of other religions uh, within Iraq, all of them will be arrested if they are caught not observing Ramadan, which of course is an exclusively Muslim holiday or exclusively Muslim fast. And this is sad to me, and my Muslim friends will understand why I say this, not because I'm anti-Muslim, not at all. I mean, I'm a Christian, so obviously I have my disagreements like they have with me, but I'm not anti-Muslim. Uh, what I am uh, is I'm opposed uh, to this kind of domination by a religion. Uh, I'm, I'm opposed to Iraq becoming a Muslim state, just like I'd be opposed to it becoming a Christian state or a Jewish state or an Alawite state or an Yazidi state. Uh, I, I am in favor of it being a democracy with a freedom of religion. Now, the Kurds in the north have this kind of constitution. I was just there late last year. Uh, I advised on that about that constitution, what you'd call religious liberty issues and the state's First Amendment issues. And uh, others did as well. Of course, I didn't, I didn't do that all exclusively. And uh, they have a very open constitution, uh, very protective of religious liberties, uh, the kind of thing we had hoped that... Uh, the government in Baghdad would maintain. We had hoped that Iraq would become the kind of state, the kind of country that the Kurds have made in the Kurdish regional government uh, and the Kurdish region up north. So it's sad to see this. It's tragic to see this because what's going to happen is that Iraq is going to become a Shiite state. And increasingly as it does that, it's going to become an increasing pawn of Iran. What's amazing is that President Trump and many conservative leaders in, uh, or many leaders of all stripes in Washington, D.C. are talking about the threat of Iran, talking about the missile deal, talking about uh, the nuclear ban de deal and all of this kind of thing. And they talk a great deal about Iran, but what they're not doing is anything reasonable when it comes to Iraq. Uh, you can't get the, the, this current administration to even address the issue of the Kurds. They have abandoned the Kurds repeatedly. 
Uh, I've told the story on this podcast of how uh, after the Kurds in the North had a referendum on freedom and voted for freedom to the tune of about 90%, um, the Iraqi army uh, came in in league with Iranian Shiite militia. You know this because they actually are flying the flags of, of Shiite militia and invaded the Kurdish re- region, took oil fields, killed Kurds. We did nothing. In fact, we actually encouraged it. We gave our permission for it. Let me assure you that the Iraqi army would not invade the North without U.S. permission or at least U.S. silence. Uh, Secretary of State Tillerson, then Secretary of State Tillerson, called Masoud Barzani and tried to talk him out of the referendum and then went silent as the the, uh, army of Baghdad, army of Iraq. I'm sorry, I think I called it the army of Baghdad a while ago. uh, The army of Iraq uh, invaded the Kurdish region. And uh, this, all of this is tragic. All of this is heartbreaking. And it's stunning that we've got absolutely no response coming out of Washington, D.C. We talk a lot about Iran. We demonize Iran. And yes, they, they violated the agreements and, and we should be taking a firm stand. But we are allowing Iraq to become a Shiite state. And it's going to get bloody and it's going to get messy and there's going to be religious war, uh, combat and religious murder. And we are abandoning the Kurds in the north who are exactly what we hoped Iraq would become. When we sent our sons and daughters to fight and some of them ultimately to die over there, what we wanted is what now is happening in the Kurdish region in the north. That kind of democracy, that kind of prosperity, that kind of openness, uh, that kind of welcome to international investment. When I go there as a Christian, I am openly welcome. There are Christian English-speaking schools. Um, there's a Christian department and the Kurdish regional government, as I've said many times on this podcast. And it is tragic that this is being undone. And the real tragedy, I think, is the fact that it's pretty obvious that in Washington, either the Trump administration and many members of Congress do not understand the situation or they're being cowardly in the face of it. Churchill, Winston Churchill had a phrase, he he used the phrase jaw, jaw, war, war. He used it to describe the fact that people talk war, they shake their spears, they rattle their spears, they make noise, they, they talk a lot about it, but many times they're unwilling to take a firm stand that might be costly or might be bloody. And I understand the United States can't be involved in every conflict around the world. But the Middle East is important. We have vested interests. We have skin in the game in Iraq. We are losing Iraq. Hear those words now. We are losing Iraq. We are losing it as decidedly as we've lost as we lost Vietnam. We are losing it as decidedly as we once in the 40s lost China. We are losing our influence. We are losing the benefits of our sacrifices. We are losing the billions, the trillions that we have spent there. And we are losing it because we mishandled the religious situation. If you go online and you read the Iraqi constitution, you're going to see that it is very much pro-Islamic and it does not guarantee religious liberty nationwide. But go online and look at the Kurdish constitution and you're going to read something that almost, almost is an extension of the American First Amendment. It's tragic what's happening. We're hearing nothing out of Washington. I know that I've got a lot of congressmen and senators who listen to this podcast. I appreciate your attention very much. Please hear me. We are losing Iraq. It's going to be a black mark on this generation of American leaders. It's going to destabilize the Middle East. It's going to lead to religious bloodbaths. And we're going to uh, also be betraying our dearest friends, the Kurds, 40 million, 35 to 40 million worldwide, largest people group on the earth without a homeland, their best homeland, at least a beginning homeland. 
is northern Iraq, the Kurdish region, under the leadership of the Kurdish regional government. That's what we want in the Middle East. Moderate Muslims, capitalist, free market, fair, and hopefully less and less corrupt as time goes forward. That's what we're working towards. That's what we ought to be encouraging. And the trends in Baghdad are exactly opposite of what we dreamt of when we pulled down Saddam and began nation building in Iraq. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.